Namaste. I welcome you all to this 24th session of Guru Bodha. We have with us Dr. M.B. Guruja sir. I cordially welcome Guruja sir to this class. Comes right to the topic. The, the you know again the coronavirus fourth or fifth wave is coming coming back up and uh, uh, from what i heard uh, you know the countries like the netherlands have completely shut down they are fearing uh, that you know in, in in those countries the elderly population is more and obese population is also more so who are more vulnerable and you know the complications can develop more in them so fearing that there is this lockdowns and uh, you know business complete lockdowns and shutdowns and what not uh again india is somewhat blessed so far uh would, i should say uh that is not affecting us in a, in a great extent we had like uh, two big waves but so far it's the third wave is not to be seen and it is always a raging debate like how what are the herbs to consider and uh, you know how how to go about it for preventing it maybe or to you know to boost the immunity so which has been working uh, so very well. And uh, Guruji sir, you, you mentioned uh, Likurais, Bhumiyamlaki, Guruji, Shefali, uh, and all. Uh, these are the herbs that you enlisted for, you know, uh, major uh, to boost our immunity and to have a preventive, uh, you know, strategy against uh, coronavirus. Can you please uh, walk walk us through these uh, herbs and medicines that you mentioned? So definitely. So uh, uh, Corona. Virus, of course, in the first and second wave, it has uh, done a lot of damage all over the world. And now the, there is a fear of a third wave and it is going on. And uh, as per the yesterday's one uh, clipping, it is from the IIT Kanpur, their mathematical calculation that even India is going to see the third wave in the month of February 2022. So there is a possibility of uh, it may be increased even up to 1 to 1.5 lakh cases per day but these are all uh, statistical uh, point of view as any virus present in the atmosphere goes on mutating and mutating and changing itself and ultimately it also survives with the host and even though if you are afflicted with this uh, i don't think so there will be any serious illness and uh, death rate would be high in the next next waves so what it may be touch it the things will be in a rosy picture not a dangerous one anyhow these are the herbs which we are using it in various other viral infections and things and these herbs have shown very convincing and promising results in various viral in in related issues or diseases like estimadu it's one of the versatile drug it's not only a immune booster but it also works in many many ways its effect is seen on multiple systems of the body it is a very good to eyes very good to skin very good to hair and very good to stomach and it is a very good for the respiratory system and it is a good for the swara like that the one drug which is wonderful in its nature and that's why we find estimadu um, in many many groups in charaka's classification so it's a reason is it's a multifaceted drug and it is a capability of acting in a multi way and uh, that's the reason we cannot simply keep it under one heading that it is immune uh, immune booster or it is antiviral it may be working in many many ways 
we don't know exactly but the thing is once we are using these drugs in these conditions we are finding results and people are feeling comfortable with that so that is the reason we go with uh, this type of herbs that is the first one is estimadu uh, similarly next we have another one is bhumi amlaki this is also a very important drug and it has been proven as an antiviral and of course it has been used in many many uh, preparations even in ayurveda and many of the proprietary products and of course this is also once again a very important drug and uh, people have used this even in the second wave and third wave i mean second wave and first wave type of times that efficacy of uh, bhumi amlaki has been tested in most of the you know asymptomatic and mild symptomatic conditions in those things where people have used it and then similarly the guduchi one of the versatile drug if you observe there most of these drugs it may be guduchi bhumi amlaki and all these things katuki or kalamega tulsi most of these drugs are very very versatile in nature and most of them may be even uh, supportive in the name of vichitra uh, pratyaradhata and of course uh, their combinations are also useful uh, many ways and of course it is not simply one uh, way of uh, whether we cannot claim that it is going to kill this one it is going to block that virus it may be multi multiplicity it may be it is working or acting in a very very multiple uh, faceted actions and um, the multiple ways it may be it may be blocking the spike proteins or it may be um, what do you call uh, avoiding the replication of the virus or it may be not be giving a sufficient uh, host uh, thing or it may be supporting the host defense mechanism and to improve the efficacy of fight against these viruses so, so there are so many activities taking place from the point of view of ayurveda definitely we in ayurveda system of practice uh, doesn't give much scope to the causative organisms like this virus and all those things we always stress upon how to improve the um, strength and stamina and immunity of the host and that is very very important so these drugs estimadu bhumi amlaki guduchi kalamega katuki all these things are definitely going to improve the host defense mechanism and immunity so they are um, maybe supporting in a way in a big way the acquired immunity again is these type of things have uh, been in a very large way we have been used it and many um, waves of uh, first and second and of course across uh, india we have used in different different formulations and we have find a lot of information and um, results but there are some uh, lacunas also like we have been not given a chance to uh, treat uh, these covid positive patients in a big way with um, certification that uh, only these drugs are used or something like that so all these mean are lacunas uh, hope the things will get better sooner and of course vaccination is also going on at our disposal when we don't want to go for a vaccination or we are not taken vaccination but still there is a feeling of fear that we may get afflicted with a third wave time or something like that in order to improve our host defense mechanism or immunity all these drugs are at our disposal bhumi amlaki estimadu guduchi all these things available as a single drug or combinations we can go for it as we go through this most of these also act on uh, liver like kalamega this kutki and this guduchi bhumi amlaki even mahasudarshan churna contains kutki as main ingredient 
uh, and and they all have kind of potent uh, antiviral uh, this one and to uh, think in Ayurveda perspective you know yakrutempli are related with rasa and rakta the dhatu uh, you know, maintaining good quality of rasa and also joragna action. And of course, Thalisadachuna and Sitopalavi are, you know, mainly largely targeting the respiratory thing. So can you please uh, explain about Shafali? Like, why did you pick Shafali, sir? This is one of the important drug, but it is um, not known to many of them. Shafali is nothing but Parichata. During the second wave time, many people uh, have used the water boiled water or the decoction of parijata leaves or shifali leaves and found beneficial nictanthus arboristis botanically and this parijata um, plant and this leaves uh, it's a typically it has a lot of aroma and it has got volatile property and definitely it is um, plays a very important role in killing the virus and people here in Shimuga, one fellow has even promoted this uh, Shafali leaves in such a way that simply has promoted uh, Shafali in such a way that even the people department of uh, police department people have also taken in a large numbers. They have consumed the decoction of this and they found beneficial. So Shafali as a Pratyaksha Pramana, this is good. And uh, hence I have suggested that this is a very wonderful drug. It can be used and it can be even explored in a better way. Of course, and this is a very important one. It avoids even the body ache and even the, you know, in uh, Vataja related pains. If it is there, then also the Shishifali works wonder. Particularly in case of Gridrasi or something like that, then also we use Shifali Patrakwatha and even Jwara. And it is uh, against the viruses. So that's the reason I uh, suggested this. This is one of the wonderful drugs which can be taken care of. And no wonder it is uh, told as one of the, you know, it's the flowers are specifically told as one of the flowers which are like very near and dear to Lord Shiva. That's why these, these flowers, when they, are, <clears throat> they, they fall on the road, uh, usually, uh, especially Hindus, who, who Hindu pedestrians, we avoid like stepping over it because we consider it as sacred. And why do you think that the, you know, India is, I mean, thankfully, at least thus far, not celebrating very early, but still India by far is largely kind of protected, or at least it's not as affected by uh, compared to many other countries. What would be a few reasons if you can enlist, sir? See, first of all, I am very skeptical in this. Uh, unnecessarily, I don't want to fall into the trap in these things. So simply if uh, COVID is present in any uh, person, branding as a disease person is a wrong way of doing things. Anybody may be having many number of such type of infections, but he may not be spreading or he may not be having any disease. His host mechanism, defense mechanism is sufficient to tackle those infections with that person. The intention of doing all these things is just to avoid the spreading of things to the people and the society at large. So that's the reason they try to contain them and infected persons and even the societies and everything, they try to do it. But simply is, you know, if there is an infection, it doesn't mean that there is a disease. A disease is entirely different and in case of a disease, there will be a lot of intervention, medication and administration of drugs as well as even the services from the health sector, everything is treated. But just for an infection, there is nothing is required, just simply 
avoiding the contact with the people and staying aloof and taking a little bit of care of himself is sufficient and uh, in india probably we are exposed to these type of things uh, comparatively more see there is a one phenomena that if you don't expose yourself to these type of infections your body doesn't know how to kill them in future if it is happens to you so when we have already exposed to these type of things and to a large extent our system and your body is like that that we will get very easily we develop some host defense mechanism against that or antibodies against that whereas the west which is comparatively neater and cleaner and they are comparatively pollution free or their health index is comparatively high and their hygiene quotient is also very high and these type of things when they get afflicted they will be in a sudden you know trap and most of the time these people will have um, because of their sedentary habits or maybe are affluent families and the society their obesity is one of the rampant issue there and uh, diabetes is also one of the in the, in the I mean, important uh, association so in those conditions that's the reason we have got a lot of, we, can, we could see there is a lot of deaths in us compared to whether other uh, indian country countries like india or something like the third world countries the second world countries or something like that so it's a very you know, typical way of uh, handling i mean uh, accepting the things the other one other way is that we have been exposed to these things for a long while and uh, most of them already had uh, vaccination uh, that is also another reason and um, already i think um, 60% have even completed the double vaccination so all these things are very good um, thing that's the reason we find it uh, somewhat good and um, better place now but the, there is a tendency even the second wave also it happens same uh, first second wave started in uh, european and american continent then at the last we were hit so here also now the second third wave is also there and the fourth wave is started in european continent and netherland and england and every day it's england it is more than 12000 12000 then 90000 it reached so such type of things may have happen even in india so we should be very cautious and uh, we should be very alert regarding this uh, let's see what happens what's packed for us in the 22 in the month of uh, january and uh, february let us see as per the prediction whether it goes in the direction or whether it becomes a false alarm let us see what happens thank you sir and an interesting point that you made even even for the children also it is told that if they play in the mud and we should encourage them to play play in the outdoors let them play in the mud let them have like a bleeding chin a wound here and there is kind of uh, that's how they develop the uh, you know develop the immunity rather than like keeping them in a totally clean environment there's also this joke that uh, in a city in india uh, the the water tank main main water tanks from which the water is supplied that was not clean for many many months and suddenly it was cleaned because people started drinking clean water due to clean water they started getting illnesses and all so we indians are kind of accommodative and kind of friendly like if there's if there's a cockroach or there's a lizard we are kind of okay in our house but you know a westerner would lose a, lose a, lose their mind seeing a cockroach in the house so that that's a way of uh, their living and their uh, their upbringing and their the way of uh, things happening and the, the atmosphere they live definitely that, that gives a weightage to them and uh, of course um, when we are exposed to these type of uh, infections 
definitely we know how to tackle them and our body is also well coped with that and uh, i i feel am interested that many times we, we need to expose ourselves to these things that's the reason once we are exposed to these things by regular activities and all those things definitely the things will change in future and that's the reason we should always taste what is tikta then only we can appreciate what is madura so that is a very simple reason we should know that what is a bad and how it tastes how the things are worst when we know that how to um, accept the worst and how to handle it then at uh, situations in a time we can handle it in a very well manner even in the plants ecosystem also like uh, those plants which are like uh, which struggle to survive like a uh, uh, grape vines are made a little cut in their stems and they are kind of stressed so these stress plants with restricted uh, uh, restricted amount of water supply and all they tend to give out more nutritious and delicious fruits with uh, more antioxidants i have read somewhere and uh, and uh, and in the list of your uh, recommended uh, things uh, one missing point uh, which was raised is like wasa or adetoda wasaika is not there malabar nut uh, can you please explain why you have excluded that sir see uh, one of the important uh, effect of uh, this uh, corona or covid virus is on blood clotting so it has got a lot of uh, uh, afflicted part like uh, lungs are affected and even um, um, circulation is affected and all those things and we have seen many patients after covid vaccination sometimes are even after treatment are even literally getting afflicted with that once they are free from the infection also suddenly they got collapse and they developed some ischemia some ulcerations or gangrenous things and these things all these things have been reported so very clearly uh, the effect of uh, particularly the coronavirus is also seen on blood clot and uh, blood circulation and system so keeping in this mind vasa is one of the drug which is very potent on the action of rakta pitta hara so very clearly vasa uh, helps in agglutination of uh, platelets or even it is uh, very good for clotting and the reason whenever there is a bleeding we try to uh, use vasa patraswarasa and it and also durva patraswarasa so these type of drugs which tend to help in clotting also disturbs the circulation or hampers the circulation which is already hampered it supports that so in a clinician it is our choice it should be we try to select the drugs which won't disturb or damage further so being keeping these things in mind this vasa is one of the important rakta pitta hara dravya and it helps in clotting of the blood better we should avoid it because there are people with covid they end up with uh, some sudden myocardial infarction and uh, people have lost their limbs because of uh, clotting and they are amputated and even all these issues were there so it is better to avoid vasa in this condition even though vasa is one wonder drug but still it has a special potency and an activity which may come in the way of our clinical treatment particularly with this covid uh, season and covid uh, infections so it is better 
when those patients for a time being you can it is better to avoid vasa are you open to recommending say vasa valeha which contains pipali which could negate that rakta pittahara action or vasa vasoconstriction action or do you want to avoid all vasa medicines see generally now when covid things are there people are trying to go with the single herbs very rarely that masudarshana and such type of combinations have been gone taken care of so when we have a better drugs in our disposal why we want to stick on to vasa vasa if something is there better to avoid it because it is spectacle and i mean i mean it is open for discussion and it is open for even studies because this area is still a gray area but conceptually this is a typically a rakta pitta hara dravya better to avoid this is a good a good uh, keeping in mind and it's a good thing whether people will counteract the effect of vasa that is another once again a point of debate and uh, it be observed in uh, thing and when two drugs are given and it is going one is uh, hampering the other one is uh, avoiding that when these two drugs unnecessarily combating against one another instead of giving a good uh, result to the body i don't know i don't think so why we should go and stick on to those type of drugs we have got still better drugs like those which are penetrative and clearing the kapha and clearing the shrotases like maricha is there pipali is there shunti is there and even estimadu uh, guduchi kalamega tulsi there are plenty of drugs are there we can use those drugs which can even uh, come over kapha as well as uh, it is a very good one um, avoiding the when the um, it breaks up on the clot formation if it has happens so that's the reason i usually avoid vasa in patients with covid or suspected covid cases and uh, in infections and those who have a tendency of myocardial infarction of previous history and those who have um, a family history of myocardial infarction and uh, those who have a tendency of uh, venous insufficiency and already they have got some diastatic dermatitis or somewhere i could find there is a deficiency in the status of uh, circulation or blood circulation is hampered because of various reasons in those type of um, persons i usually avoid giving vasa because of these reasons thank you sir and uh, there is a question like estimadu cannot be taken with the people with high blood pressure any other similar ayur. i mean I, uh, i i get this question a lot and i keep on uh, keep on replying back that you know estimadu in normal dose do not cause like hypertension you know most of most of it is kind of a it, it is run as a propaganda like this is nhs uk nhs like national health website so it it says Uh, eating more than 57 grams of black licorice a day for at least two weeks can lead to potential serious health problems such as increase in blood pressure. So, uh, and I had like I had very long back came across another one. So most of this is related with like glycerin. And I in in my previous calculation it was like 30 grams a day for like two or three weeks or something like that. So we are not recommending that. If if you go to any anything with the licorice it says yes consumption of liquor licorice leads to a dangerously high blood pressure and dangerously low potassium levels licorice contains glycerinic acid which has of well understood chains of biochemical events which can lead to a high blood pressure of course we need to be careful while using it but we need not panic using safer ayurvedic herbs see there is a typical way of ayurvedic formulations yasti madhu of of ayurveda 
is not simply licorice or glyceric acid of what they are taken for the studies in most of those studies they have taken either licorice in the form of glyceric acid or something like that it is not the whole drug of estimadu here we use estimadu whole drug as a churna or we use it as a kshirapaka or we use it as a ghanavati so in this fashion if our drugs are given and of course our therapeutic dose won't go much high of 30 grams or 57 grams per day it won't reach to that level nobody can take it because very clearly estimadu if it is taken more than 2 grams it causes vomiting how can you go for 30 grams or 57 grams per day it is not possible and such type of dosage is not at all recommended in ayurveda so nothing to worry and we don't in in my practice of 21 years i have 23 years i have not seen any patient after taking estimadu having any complaint having any troubles and maybe even the increased blood pressure or something like that i have not come across yes sir and uh, so and we cover like how what what should be the survival strategy for patients with in this covid era like never ending to two plus years survival of patients were covered like what is what about the survival of like ayurvedic doctors sir and uh, like you know i mean the business has shared for long period of time in in the western many ayurveda practitioners are there in, in this group uh, you know the uh, most of them have switched to like online consultations uh, i think like going forward for ayurvedic uh, practitioners improving their skills being more communicative getting savvy with the internet social media marketing all those things become increasingly important not just having a clinical set of skills is going to be very useful sir but what i have observed in the last 2 uh, years even though there was a lot of uh, covid issues uh, lockdowns and all those things uh, clinics were all asked to close down initially they suggested that any patient comes to you with cold cough uh, ili and sari or like that uh, type of things you need to report to um, government setup and uh, you need to direct them there and so many such uh, restrictions were there but thank to one part and that media they are hype too much the things in the tv channels and all those things and uh, which resulted in that uh, patients have become alerted and the general public has become alerted and they themselves started using many alternative modalities like ayurvedic drugs and their combinations and uh, they started to think about the immunity and all those concepts were brought into limelight and definitely with these things most of the ayurvedic preparations uh, came into existence and it uh, has been extensively used and as per one of the report uh, that uh, during the covid time many companies uh, chavanaprasha sale has increased by 100% 50% like that and even the brahmarasayana and even bhargavaprokta rasayana and even estimadu guduchi ashwagandha every drug has been multi- sold in a multiple uh, folds when compared to the normal days so definitely the scope has been increased by the onset of this covid and all those things and definitely it has improved a lot of uh, thought process in even ayurvedic doctors as well as a common public they come to know that there are drugs there are modalities there are treatments even in the ayurveda and people have taken it large number of population have consumed 
ayurvedic drugs during this period and definitely they have been exposed to ayurveda for the first time maybe for some people but they relish it and they come to know about this thing and definitely which has resulted in improving the area or the client base has been increased of course along with that it is our duty of being an ayurvedic doctor or physician that we need to cater the service to the needy population and we need to highlight the importance of ayurveda and the basic concepts and how to improve the immunity and all these factors if you brought in definitely these things will help to improve the client base as well as the acceptance of ayurveda among the masses yes sir and especially in the initial months when the covid broke out there were like you know ayurvedic people cannot write a single line uh, about covid there were a lot of restrictions it was kind of a, and the community as a whole was feeling choked and when when things are like very out of control and uh, and though the government may be making certain rules like it's told the public pressure and you know what what is good for the public you know kind of that comes up naturally and you know that gets accepted and uh, then you know government or the restrictions will be uh, you know loosened uh, in us have seen uh, similarly with the marijuana the marijuana was banned and people uh, you know even teenagers having marijuana uh, storing marijuana in, in their places and their homes they were also getting arrested and all but its health benefits started you know uh, appearing especially the mil- post military service people started using a lot of marijuana and you know its benefits started c- coming to the surface quite naturally among the public masses so not through the medical or pharmaceutical route just just due to the use of public as a whole uh, the benefits coming out very very naturally so that came, that uh, that was the main power uh, power empowering the legalization of marijuana so oh, I, i hope that you know thankfully people are people who were not knowing even the year of ayurveda now know about champrash and guruji and gilavai and what not so probably this trend will continue and we you know uh, hopefully more and more people will start uh, seeking ayurvedic treatments in future definitely that will improve the definitely the, the seekers of uh, health seekers will be moving towards ayurveda that is a big way they are doing it and of course already people have started doing in such a trend has been already set in and of course it will going to further improve that is the reason uh, government of india is also coming with in its new national policy they are including this ayurveda and all those things it's a syllabus part in from the very beginning base levels so that the acceptance starts from the beginning and they will come exposed to these concepts and the drugs and the modalities and the treatment and basic principles from the very early age then that will be a very important uh, chain as a link for the upliftment of ayurveda and the legacy of ayurveda which is been downtrodden all these days now it will be definitely improved over the days over the years yeah and deepthi jirai's us hospitals are now full again at a webinar organized by health department uh, country medical officers reported 95% non vaccinated people getting afflicted uh, and uh, regarding the herbs that you explained for covid what is the best way to take these uh, take these herbs like kashaya would be good or chuna uh, what is the best way to take it sir best way is chuna form but it is been difficult to consume then go for the, if it is possible if you get these drugs ganavatis then it will be easy to consume and the last option will be kashaya i mean my personal favorite has become this sudarshan uh, ganavati and is it easy to take condensed kurki 
you know, takes care of fever, fever, and overall kind of immunity boosting, safer for longer period of time, and whatnot. So there's a case a study which is come in the chat. Young male with frequent urination with vata pitta prakriti, uh, no diabetes or prostate issues. Frequent urination can be caused due to a variety of reasons, starting from stress, anxiety, uh, to excessive water drinking habits, fluid intake habits, to even urine infection. So in which and all ways can we think about this case, sir? See, first thing is we need to assess what is the intake of liquids. If intake of liquids is sufficient and it is okay, then accordingly the things will be as excreted. Second thing, the season. If it is a too cold season, definitely there will be increased frequency of urination. If there is no issues with infection, irritability, then definitely it's fine. Then you can rule out those in there is no infection. If there is an infection, then there will be fever and there will be repeated uh, no, uh, irritation or itching or something like that or even uh, burning sensation. So if it is not there, fine, nothing to worry. Then we need to check out whether sugar is an option. Um, uh, there is a possibility uh, urine sugar, a diabetes angle has to be checked in. Then comes the stress factor. Then comes neurological bladder uh, because of uh, irritability from the nerves, because of the stress and all the reasons. There may be neurogenic bladder or neurological bladder, we call it as. So in that also there will be excess urination. So all these things, then there is a very rare manifestations of some uh, benign growth or maybe cancerous growth uh, in the pituitary, which is causing the antidiuretic hormone to hamper and that may result in the manifestation of frequent urination or increased urine. All these things we need to assess and everything as Amsham Shakalpana, we need to go for many, many things. Uh, yes, sir. and uh, the question is taking any medication which is causing diuretic action also comes into picture. Without knowing the underlying cause and you know, going deep into these investigations, it becomes a little difficult to guess the remedies and all. There is no problem in giving the remedies, but point is whether it will be directed pinpoint to the, the, the condition or not that is important giving a writing something giving a prescription doesn't make any sense until unless it gives a result if it doesn't give a result then what is the use you would have finished writing and you have prescribed the drug to the patient but ultimately your intention should be that result should it should generate a result in favor of you then only it will give a credit to you as well as to the ayurveda otherwise in it becomes a counterproductive the person will start in there is nothing in that and i have used it's not of use they once again go against the ayurveda it should not be that's the reason we need to be very very clear in prescribing we need to go for each and every aspect of whatever the possible causative factors what may be the sanprapti what may be the reason for the manifestation of particular lakshanas once you finalize it then comes the suspicion, then comes the differential diagnosis, DD, Sapekshanidhana. Then you finalize it, probably this is the one provisional diagnosis. Then accordingly, make a line of treatment and from that line of treatment, you start doing that treatment. Then if you find initial steps as intended, 
the results are appearing then it's a fine go ahead in the same direction that is the way we need to handle these any any cases otherwise may not be possible simply just giving a medication and the patient has consumed for this and there is a, no results and he starts uh, telling again is the your prescription and you went to the ayurveda so that is instead of uh, supporting it becomes a counterproductive so you should be very cautious in that if assuming it is from neurological bladder disorder what could be the strategy sir No, then if it is a neurological one then counseling also comes a little bit part of it definitely there will be some stress will be there we need to avoid those stress factors then we need to tone up the bladder by giving some exercises uh, like uh, squatting exercises and all those things if possible depending upon the age of the person we can suggest all those things then restricting the consumption of uh, liquid depending upon the type of work you do and depending upon the area of his work and seasons and everything so if you could you know total control over all these aspects now then along with that you give some vatahara preparations like samirapannagarasa or even vatavidhumsanarasa or rasarajarasa such type of drugs will definitely help to somehow to suppress the stimulation of nerves but of course uh, that is a big question mark whether in the us and uh, european countries these drugs are allowed or uh, there is a restriction on the usage of these things that part should be taken care of is chandra prabhavati uh, useful sir because it's all about that chandra prabhavati is some of the basic drug and usually where there is a uh, problem related with the infection or uti irritability or um, prameha related aspects and such type of things then chandra prabhavati has its role but in a neurological condition chandra prabhavati has limited role yes sir uh, thank you yeah. and uh, moving on to the next topic strategies to avoid menopausal weight gain post menopausal or perimenopausal symptoms keep on coming up uh, and probably it is one of the main area of focus for western practitioners uh so during menopause weight gain happens how can one balance it with natural processes uh so that is one question and uh, you know how to maintain bone health so let's consider only on the obesity and bone health uh do you have any uh, guidelines please sir? very clearly until unless we don't restrict the intake of energy of food we are not going to curtail the body weight and it, it it has been observed that only a supportive mechanism will you know initiate a trigger off after the menopause but basic supportive thing is the what the way they are consuming the food the way they are consuming the food in the same manner they are not spending it so spending should be equivalent to the way the amount of energy they are consuming it so if that part is taken care of automatically they do not go into uh, gain the weight the gaining of a weight post menopausal is basically due to errant way of eating and of course it is supported by the system because there is a craving there is a irritability or there is a pressure and even uh, even she is also feeling that i am getting old and menopause and all these things high in hormonal changes and lot of issues will be there hot flushes to overcome that she may start eating more so so many factors are there if whatever the amount you eat it accordingly you expand it by your physical activity or burn it out if you could able to burn it out that content then automatically the weight gain part will be taken care of 
many a times i use asked uh, some of my patients many a times they say that we are controlling on all these things but still we are putting on the weight then i ask them see i am not purchasing the sand i am not purchasing the cement i am not purchasing iron um, i am not purchasing the brick but still able to construct a house and house and many many floors how could it be possible there should be some material which is uh, suitable for construction so if your body is gaining weight means there is some basic material which is required for the gain of weight it is something which you are giving from the food first thing is curtailing on the part of taking food that portion if it is not controlled then the weight gain management is whatever the medicine you give it won't work out my my strategy has been like especially if a client is coming by 40 years still there are like four five years for menopause i try to you know make them ready for it and you know, ask them to cut down on uh, you know uh, chats or junk foods i'm making them to undergo oil massage at least once a week so that the joints and and all are taken care even the stress exercise and diet and if if the need be ashwagandha or brahmi to keep the stress level and you know to have an emotional balance and gugulu and triple iron such herbs in a way to kind of make them bring, bring it into a disciplined lifestyle which they might may, may not be following in their 20s and 30s is is that a good strategy sir no definitely that is a good strategy there is no harm in not doing all those things but the thing is that why they develop stress very simple thing their body and mind is not ready to accept the things which is happening naturally if you are getting older and older accept it gracefully everybody has to get old and everybody has to have the tissue damage everything our intention is only to keep on our energy even at the damaged tissues or weakened tissues even that time so that is the only thing and to overcome that what we can do is that all oil massaging and doing dhyana pranayama reducing the stress walking regularly trying to maintain the body weight according to anjali pramana and anguli pramana what and all been been, been given lot of things and nowadays maintaining the body weight is not a big thing there are plenty of uh, protocols been laid down we need to just to control on the intake part that's the only area where we are very you know people say that how can i cut down and if i cut down i will feel hungry and feel headache and i feel so many things i feel giddy uh, and that's why i eat it then when you eat it you walk it walk it out and reduce it the energy has to go out when you take an energy you need that energy has to be utilized otherwise definitely it will going to stay in your body permanently so that is a basic area where you need to cut on and the next part of the bone maintenance bone health maintenance i preferably go with uh, two cups of milk per day that will be sufficient enough to give the the calcium requirement and even the binding agent requirement and exposing our selves to sun for the purpose of vitamin d and all those things and regularly applying oil abhyanga and all those things definitely will help to maintain the bone health to larger extent and also uh, ayurvedic supplements with calcium like pravalosma and shankabasma lakshadi gugulu would be helpful see all those are definitely helpful but until unless the agni to dissolve those things and absorb them is not there inside whatever you give the as a supplement it will be waste first we need to improve the agni how to improve the agni of um, particularly the asti 
if you want to improve the agni of the asti then we need to give tiktaka grutas tiktaka grutas in small quantities will increase the agni of the particularly with asti and majjhagata srotasas so when such type of drugs have been consumed tiktaka grutas and such type things in a small doses definitely there will be and then applying oil walking doing some exercises definitely that will keep on improve the agni of the srotasas of particularly with asti and uh, majja then accordingly if you give some supplement like uh, pravada shankha varatika kapardika these type of things in the form of basma or then uh, give it in the form of uh, oil massage to improve the condition and tonicity of the muscles definitely it will going to help so it is better if you combine all these things in a protocol then then only it will be good and of course i suggest only two glass of milk per day that is sufficient enough to give uh, the required quantity of uh, calcium to the person in an adult and uh, of course if there is any person who is um, you know having some taboo or problem with good what to do then there is a problem issue then we can go for some other alternatives like pravada basma mukta basma something like that you are very right in saying that you know without the agni especially astadhatu agni being lit or be, being optimal you know any amount of calcium supplement would not be good probably the modern medicine system is also waking up to that that we have seen previously there was just calcium supplement like coral calcium sons so mg now also they they are trying to mix it with like calcitrin and vitamin d supplement and and, and, all, and all those things so because just when the agni is not there any medicine to uh, any medicine given to improve bone especially the calcium supplement alone might not work definitely instead of working it causes a damage see our intention in those patients the intention of giving that outside elemental calcium or chemical calcium and such type of things their intention is to give uh, calcium but and thinking that that calcium will go and settle in uh, the places where it is uh, decayed or where there is uh, osteoporosis or osteomalacia something like that so where there is asthikshaya so those places only it will go and settle but unfortunately we have seen that people are using without uh, knowing how to use it and um, how much to use it as doctor prescribed and they are continuously using it for many many years and ultimately they have found that this calcium is going to settle in the coronary arteries causing a blockage so then uh, instead of uh, doing something good it is doing bad so we should, we need to be very cautious in that uh, even the supplement also how much supplement has to be taken this particular type of this supplement that's why swasthahita ahara whatever it is been said in ayurveda and one which is uh, advised to take regularly like nitya rasayana what is said by shishruta that is uh, dukta and uh, grita these two are very important if these things are consumed properly accordingly then the things will be right in a right way otherwise simply giving uh, some uh, supplementation from the outside may not solve our problem and it may even go in a worst direction and may settle somewhere else and cause another problem how beautifully they have, they have said nitya chira agrata byaso rasayana nam it, it's so wonderful and and you know, ghee is also again related with vitamin d absorption keeps the skin health well which again leads to good uh, vitamin d absorption and all so coming to the stress and anxiety issue there is query here suggest medicines for anxiety related to palpitation and also clubbing that with the menopause 
what can be the general strategy therapies and herbs and medicines see in order to overcome such type of anxiety i would suggest them to go with brahmi taila shirodhara that is one of the important thing what they could do it but only thing is that when our outside atmosphere is cloudy rainy season or even excessive of winter and lot of snow uh, that times are not sufficient i mean not ideal for the shirodhara that is the one thing other thing is that once again we are consuming brahmi shankapushpi and such type of medhya rasayanas with counseling part of it definitely will reduce the stress in those patients so there the people of those age group with uh, menopause they tend to have a lot of issues uh, with their even with the uh, with their husbands and even uh, there are got um, tensions with related with their body and they got their own understanding and now they are feeling there is a fear and so many factors will come into play that's the reason they are not gracefully accepting the old age it is very natural that how the the menarche has started menopause has to occur that has to be that should be accepted so if you are not accepting in the sense then there is a problem yes sir. and children growing up and Mm. arguing with various for every small thing can be can be stressful sir after shirodhara to ward off any threat of like kapha increase in the head and neck region can mild dhumapana be a strategy after shirodhara yes definitely definitely you can go with mild dhumapana with haridra and gugula yes sir. and milk is not good here and it's loaded with hormones and antibiotics I have seen like uh, American students coming here and they drink Darushna uh, Shira for the first time in their lives. They say that oh, this is not like milk. <laughs> like their their milk milk tastes tastes and you know umpteen number of uh, processing. But but still organic cow fed milk is available in New Jersey and such areas. So I have seen a person happy to take the name, uh, Mr. Sandeep Agarwal, who who you also who also came to you and met. Uh, like he goes after like cows like where a cow is there he will drive certain kilometers to get it so probably in in a in a difficult country like us if there is a will there should be a way yeah uh, somebody has written kalona organic milk is free of hormones and antibiotics and somebody has written straws family creamery milk is good uh yeah and 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 regarding the anxiety related palpitation we need to be careful whether uh, careful to evaluate whether it's coming out of heart or out of mind right sir definitely we need to check even the blood pressure over there and we need to understand where there is any peripheral resistance if it is there then avoiding the salt and making the person to walk a little bit and all these things and definitely there are sort of a total protocol has to be followed it is not by simple one herb we can change the things how do you rate uh, this manasamitra vatakam sir i mean it has just become kind of my favorite anti stress anti depression anxiety medicine uh, contains swarnabasma if we go with uh, like the pricey ones like kotakal uh, how do you evaluate it sir but this is a manasamitra vataka cannot be consumed daily for a long run it cannot be and it can be used in where there is comparatively a severe nature of um, stress or a severe nature of uh, uh, problems like uh, autism or something like that 
then I suggest in those areas it can be. As per just to overcome the stress, we have got a better drug like Saraswata Arista, it's comparatively better. Brahmi Gruta, that is much better. We have got sufficient uh, drugs like even Ashwagandha, I mean with um, Brahmi Gruta and Ashwagandha Kshirapaka, Estimadu Kshirapaka, these are all uh, sufficiently gives uh, nourishment to the brain. And you know, somebody has written like thyroid and adrenal issues also cause, cause anxiety. And herbs like Akshukanda, they address both adrenal and thyroid issues as well. So kind of holistic aspect coming coming back again. You said in one of the narrations that millets, we need to be careful uh, not to give excessive millets in case of a high vata pitta prakriti person on or in disorders with the high vata and pitta. Why there is precaution required, sir? See, these uh, millets have been told in Ayurveda as Trinadhanyas. We know that all these dhanyas are from the grasses, trina. Then why specifically Acharya has mentioned for this trinadhanya? The indication is that trina here with specificity refers to the energy output from that. Means it is very little. Trina means very little. So dhanya is also very small and the output of energy from that is also very small. And it is very ruksha in nature compared to the other like red rice or something like that or wheat or something like that. So then these type of highly fiber content ruksha dravyas and which gives a less nourishment, consuming it for a longer period, definitely the person if it is obeyed and with lot of kapha, kleda in him, then no issues. But for a person like vata pittaja or pitta vataja nature, with a modern mediocre body and body bulk is comparatively less in such a person if you start consuming millet initially there will be no issues but as early as possible he may develop little bit issues like first abdominal cramps then later he develops there is a pain in the joints means all the joints will start showing the vata vardhana lakshanas so in order to avoid those things i suggest them to go with this and still, if you want to go with that type of things with the less content and little bit of ghee has to be added in order to reduce its rukshata and that component will not improve the, uh, increase the vata in the body. But it all, um, that's the reason Acharyas have kept these trinadhanyas aside. They are given importance to red rice, raktashali and all these things, type things. Hypermarketing and you know TV ads and the newspaper ads have become you know it, it becomes it makes the Ayurvedic uh, uh, you know Ayurvedic doctor's life very difficult because every other uh, patient will be asking about millets repeatedly. It's not only Ayurveda doctor; it's every doctor usually nowadays everything is kept open in the Google and uh, these type of things. Uh, the platforms where a lot of information regarding health and all those things are available, whether it's a true or false, that is secondary, available. So they'll read all those things and they'll come out with a lot, lot of questions. That's very common, even for the allopathy doctor, it may be. Sometimes they'll answer it and they sometimes they say, I don't want to answer these, these things. You just uh, take these prescriptions, what I have given, they'll send out the patient. So that is the reason. Uh, we too also have a lot of uh, such type of uh, questions many a times. And of course, if you guide them in a proper manner, then they'll be somewhat convinced and uh, such type of uh, counseling is also required. Basic thing is that we need to understand uh, what exactly the preachings of Ayurveda 
and what level we need to do it and whom to do it why to do it if we do all these things and we know the checks and balances where to do it and where to stop it then the, the things will be in the right direction ayurveda has a recommendation for me but it is used in limit is there some reference or some text on how to make hunting of animals sacred in us uh, in certain restricted areas hunting is uh, allowed of course there are rules to rules to follow uh, so some people would hunt hunt their animal and bring it and uh, eat the meat so is there any way to give a sattvic touch to it <laughs> in india we don't have such type of things and in ayurveda very clearly they are not uh, taught to make it this is something like that what they nowadays everywhere that is going on uh, haram and halal and uh, sacred and all those things that is not uh, been told very clearly ayurveda has spoken about the qualities of the meat different type of meat and its qualities how to uh, use them in which condition this uh, meat will help uh, like that they have given an explanation yeah and uh, is is matter of like personal choices and and also kind of survival and whether where there is this animal versus human conflict i always go back to swami vivekananda's uh, example so when swami vivekananda became very famous and came back to you know after us and europe trip came back to india so many people were coming for seeking donation from him uh, or of the belur math uh, that he uh, established and one such organization was a tiger conservation organization so they asked like money to conserve the tigers he said that you know india being it was like 1900s india was you know under you know british rule and in you know, a lot of poverty and such things he, he said that i value human human life more than animal lives especially in these difficult times where india of course you know maximum most part of india is suffering Uh, and to uh, pr- protect and conserve human lives so human life interest is uh, always higher and we being the dominant species in the society have though it is it doesn't look ethically or morally correct it is what it is sir of course uh, that is there but of course that's a loko binaruchi there are people across the globe with various interest and even though our body is not uh, you know prepared in the form to consume the meat and all those things that digest those things but people are using it since long way and thing is and it takes a lot of time to change it is not so easy to change the one's uh, food habits and patterns that is not possibility yeah so uh, and thank you very much there sir and thank you all the participants for making this more interesting and thank you very much guruja sir for answering all our questions very patiently Thank you thank you one and all for participating see you all in the next class next sunday namaste